This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yeah, buddy, here we go. Hour two, G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day here on your home of the Rangers. We're just a week and a half now from being in Surprise. And uh, we look forward to reporting on uh, the greatest spring training in the history of this baseball team as they're looking to go back-to-back. And the journey has uh, started. It is underway. Here's Zach Wolchuk with some NFL news of the day. We'll be talking baseball in 20. Thank you very much. Big yeah. news that just dropped is uh, the Bears are releasing veteran guard slash center Cody Whitehair after eight seasons. He was a team captain. That move will clear $9 million in cap space. But there's another interior lineman that's now going to hit the free agent market. Uh, with your cowboy lens, if you want to look into that. We might need to get a report from the Gang of Seven, see how much Cody Whitehair has left in the tank after eight years. Yeah. But uh, that's an option for you. Well, I think it would be cool because we've had a white head in the organization before, so bringing in a white hair. Bring white hair? I mean, there's some level of precedent here. As long as he's not a blue hair, I'm good. Yeah. Or uh, a blue dolphin. The Lions and star wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown are in discussions on a new contract that could pay him up to $25 million a year for at least three years. Cha-ching. Think about CeeDee Lamb as well. When you're hearing new contract negotiations with wide receivers, I think it's if just Amon a three-year deal. It would be uh, for at least three years. So he's going. Uh, he's going. Million. He's going for the. He's going for the short end. Shorter, of it. so I can then get back into the. Get market. back into it. Yeah, uh, and maybe CD Lamb wants to do that. I don't think the Cowboys would want to go shorter. I think they'd want to go at least five years. But twenty-five million dollars. Maybe you circle that. They did as it a with Dak. Point. Well, they did it with Dak. I think that was more of Todd France wanting to do that. I don't think the Cowboys wanted to do that. I don't think they did either. But they they do have precedence over that, right? They do. But I, I don't. We'll have to see uh, CD's agent. You know, if he would uh, be willing to play ball or and what CD wants to do. But it seems like that's kind of the thing. Like the shorter we can get these deals, if you believe in yourself, I can get back into the table and we can negotiate again, yeah. and I can end up making some more money. So it's not a bad way to do business. Now the Seahawks. Uh, had a $12.7 million deal with Geno Smith that became fully guaranteed tomorrow. He was informed today that he will remain on the roster through this week, which allows that money to hit. So now the Seahawks are looking at, okay, the quarterback market today, these salaries are upwards of $30-plus million. We have Geno Smith locked in at $12.7 million. That's a bargain price for us. Or if we want to go ahead and maybe go for another quarterback, we can. And then we can dangle Geno Smith as a trade tri- uh, trade ship, and I'm sure a team's going to welcome in a $12.7 million salary at quarterback. It's a hell of a deal there for the Seahawks and for uh, for Geno, who is at least getting that money fully guaranteed now starting tomorrow. So good for him. Uh, former Detroit Lion actually played against the Dallas Cowboys, David Blau. We were confused. Is it David Blow or Blau? Blau. But it is Blau. Coaching. Local kid. Carrollton Creekview here. He's going to be the assistant quarterbacks coach of the Washington Commanders. As, for him. Uh, the commando staff is filling out nicely here under Dan Quinn. And the one Eagle fan. Mm. We'll I, see. We'll see how Kingsbury works out. Yeah, we'll see a cliff. Uh, the one Eagles fan that I actually might have a little respect for is Jason Kelsey's uh, wife, Kylie. She will not wear another team's uh, memorabilia at all. Jersey, T-shirt. Like, Jason's out there rocking his brother's colors wearing yeah. the chief stuff left and right kylie's like i grew up an eagles fan i'm not wearing i'm and jason said she will not do it i tried to tell her listen kylie we have family in the game it's okay to cheer on that team they're not playing the eagles and she refuses to do it she's also so superstitious that she didn't even watch the super bowl because she thought it would impact travis and the chief's chance of winning so she stood outside the suite 
didn't watch it, had wow. a friend of her that she was watching for the reactions to kind of get a judge of what was happening in the game. So I, I, I admire superstition. I admire saying I am such a loyal fan. I ain't wearing another team's jersey. I don't give a damn. I do admire that as well. I think that's doing it right. I think it's weird where these lines get blurred. The next thing you know, like post Malone's in a Chiefs jacket, and yeah. we're just having fun because it's the Super Bowl. And I need that. I wouldn't do it. Me either. Well, did you see it was Brittany Mahomes? It was Mahomes' wife who takes the Cowboys jacket off of him and puts on the Chiefs jacket. On Post Malone. And Posty was definitely, like, hesitant yeah. about this. Like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do I, I this. They got their own thing going on. You know, you, you don't want to be a part of it. It is weird. Yeah. Um, we also do have the Eagles locker room. They were being polled about Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox returning next year. I mean, legitimately, there's player reality and there's fan reality. And you have to respect <laughs> both, you know, no matter what side you're on. You I, know, we're in the media. We're in re- an objective reporter position. We're in a different space, you know. Sometimes more fans, um, you know, some some uh, media members, they like they like to, you know, tell the player side more. And I get that. Um, But no, that's I mean, that's their reality, you know, that, hey, I get drafted somewhere and I got to be ready to go play for. We're on this fun little journey as our little team. But don't don't bring that to the fan base. You know, it's a real good way to make enemies. Get that out of here. Yeah, because we don't play around like that. Wolchuk. we don't play. We're not getting millions of dollars to sell our allegiance. Sure. Pay me millions of dollars, you know, and and move me across the country. Guess who I'm a fan of now, right? But for everybody else, this is sacred, Brittany. Didn't appreciate what you did to Posty there. Hell yes. Get on that soapbox and you let her know. All right, Post is a cowboy. Need to vent a little bit. We don't need that. Get your chief stuff out of here, all right? Jordan Mailata, teammate of Jason Kelsey on the Eagles, told NBC Sports, there's no shot he's coming back. You're telling me if he's going shirts off in the games, gambling in the casinos, he's coming back? No way. He's having too much fun. He's out there living his life, and I'm going to miss him for sure. They do have a contingency. We've talked about Cam Jurgens probably would just take over for him at center. Also, Fletcher Cox. There's a question mark on if he is going to play. And Jordan Davis was asked about the Cox stuff. He said, fortunately, he's only a phone call away, but it's just having him here every day. Having his presence is huge, and his presence is definitely going to be missed, even looking at his locker. It's empty. And I'm just like, damn, damn. We got the double damn from Jordan Davis. <laughs> double damn? Damn, damn. Oh, yeah. And that's, of course, the replacement. You've got Jordan Davis and, and then Jalen Carter, who yeah. you just drafted. So it's not like they're not set roster-wise to be able to mask those losses, but those would be two losses, and it seems like that locker room is not expecting either of those veterans to be back right now. Maybe a good thing for the Cowboys. Sounds like he hit him with the, the double damn dare to, damn, uh, damn. to not retire. Damn. Damn. Shout out to Steve Spagnolo. He got uh, an extension with the Chiefs. No surprise when you are arguably the best big game DC to ever coach uh, after what he's been able to do lately with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to get your bag. He got it. And then Chris Jones, yesterday at the parade, he is a free agent. He went ahead and he held out the first game of the season because he didn't like his contract situation. They lost. He wants to get paid. They did lose that game. Well, Chris Jones told the fan base exactly what he's thinking about this offseason, and it might be kind of a buzzkill if you were hoping to sign him in free agency. Here's Chris Jones at the parade. I need three of those things, baby. We ain't done yet. Who? We ain't done yet. Kansas City, Mm -hmm. we will be back here next year. And for those who want Chris Jones gone, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Those who want Chris Jones gone, I ain't going nowhere, baby. Well, damn it, Chris. I would have loved you with a star on the side of your helmet, but I guess you want to stay with the Chiefs. 
and I understand why. They just keep winning. Channeling Mark Cuban there. We ain't done we yet. We ain't done yet. I love it. And the other big story, uh, and I heard Sean and RJ talking about this this morning, Brandon Marshall on his I Am Athlete podcast, he told this story. He was at the Super Bowl. Apparently, Taylor Swift had Kanye West escorted out of the Super Bowl. Here is the story from Brandon Marshall, and then we'll do a little G-Bag Nation. You make the call. Are you buying or selling B. Marsh's story? Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Katy Perry's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing Katy Perry, Kanye's face was going to be there. Did you say in front of Taylor's booth or in front of Katy Perry's booth? Oh, my bad, my bad. In front of Taylor Swift's booth. Oh. He had a a mask on with his logo on the mask, Mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. Seat Boom Boom makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. Oh, this is hot. But Kanye, Kanye, this is hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, hot tea. Got kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity to... Because he right. knows they're not going to cut to him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to strategically position myself. So every time they cut over here to her. Okay. So now you got to go back to the beef, you know, him cutting her right. off. Yeah. It's like, you know, Beyonce should have won it. And then years after, and just that whole relationship. But that's what he tried to do, man. He tried to sit in front of Taylor Swift. It'd actually be a baller troll move by Kanye to do this. It's this footballer butt crack. I think this might be a butt crack. I think it's butt crack. I don't know that I'm believing this. I mean, at first he's saying Katy Perry. Then he changes it to Taylor Swift. Yeah. And, and look, that could just be an honest mistake, but I don't know, man. Do we think... I feel like Kanye what, would what do be... What think, L.A.? He, huh? He'd be loud, upset about this, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he be... Yeah, we would have heard from Kanye by now if that was a yeah. real thing. Yeah, and I we think Kanye's from, denied it. Yeah, like, 100%. This didn't happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that's... So whoever saying. told Brandon Marshall that lied to Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Getting messy out here. Yeah, he, he got messy and started being a chatty patty and spreading rumors, and the whole world lit up to it. Mm. I'm telling you, man, like, we, we try to we, we do the, the first. We, we do the PSA thing here all the time. You have to be careful. You are People are getting butt-cracked and ball-sacked at every turn, even on the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, even if you are a former professional athlete, you have some level of, uh, you have some level of clout in this thing. You can get got, too, and that seems to be happening with Brandon Marshall here. Number one, they could have get a different camera angle quite easily. Yes. Number two, True. Kanye West is a superstar. There's no way he's just going to be standing amongst random fans for three hours just so he can photobomb Taylor Swift suite. <laughs> you know? He could, just buy, he could just buy the advertising, probably. I mean, it's funny and to think that he might have tried to do that, but I agree. I think that this is a ball sacking, and Brandon Marshall got got in this situation. Now, the Taylor Swift effect in terms of females watching the Super Bowl more so than any other was very real. Oh, uh, yeah. We Felt know about my the house. numbers. But it attracted a record 58.8 million female viewers, which was a 9% increase from last year. Mm. And women accounted for 47.5% of the total audience, which is the highest proportion ever. That is the Taylor Swift effect. I'm sure the NFL was very, very happy yeah. with that. So keep that going, Travis. They're going to be freestyling these numbers, right? It's like an estimated numbers. This is freestyling. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they can like fact check that. Right, because there was like maybe twenty people at our place. We were watching the game, so they right. didn't go ahead and count these cats. So how do you know? And how do you know? Because all these Super Bowl parties, you know, you're right. Like you've got 10, 5, 20 people. There's one TV there. Maybe gassing us, bro. Yeah. So it could be way more. It could be more. So we or it could be less. We we don't know. Justin Jefferson. Wants to know the Vikings playing at quarterback before he signs an extension. Now, he's been very outspoken about, I'd like to have Kirk Cousins back. But uh, he said, I definitely will always give that extra work for Kirk. 
feel like I really don't have to voice my opinion that much. Just look at his play before he went down, his leadership, knowledge of the game, awareness. There's definitely something missing not having that main piece out there on the table. But all of a sudden, if the Vikings don't have a quarterback that Justin Jefferson's a fan of, maybe we've got another disgruntled top echelon receiver that wants out of Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. I think, once again, that's the difference of player perspective and fan perspective. Like, if you're Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is a guy that can get you 1,800 yards. He can help you score 12, 13 touchdowns. Is he going to be big in, in, in big games? That's what fans are worried about. Yeah. The answer to that is no. Um, but Justin doesn't want to risk losing a guy who can help him produce so much in order to maybe get a guy who's the 15 to 20% better that you need to you know, win in these big moments. Uh, it, it's crazy how we found ourselves here in the NFL and and we're, we're at such a shortage of these kinds of players. Yeah, that, that, that was stunning to me what we witnessed. I, I still don't think we've totally digested it. An amazing salary cap era team couldn't even beat Mahomes on a highly flawed team. Unreal. It is. Uh, the quarterback matters a lot. There's no question about that. This was uh, an interesting situation coming out of Cleveland. Now, I, nothing's official with this. I don't know that the Browns are necessarily 100% making this move, but Nick Chubb could be in danger of becoming a cap casualty this offseason with the Browns. They believe he's an aging running back. He's coming off another significant injury that required two surgeries to fix, and the Browns could save $12 million in cap space if they release uh, Nick Chubb this offseason. So, I, Nick Chubb, when he's played, he's been absolutely fantastic. I think Eric, we've often talked about maybe the best running back in the game, but he is coming off a catastrophic knee injury. We just did this experiment with Tony Pollard. It took him over half the season before it even looked like a glimpse of maybe the runner that he was, and he never quite got back to that. So with Nick Chubb, I mean, this could be a, a good cost-effective move for the Browns, but I know Cowboy fans are going to be asking, well, what about signing Nick Chubb? I think I'm probably out on that. Yeah, yeah, that's just one of those positions where, man, the mileage is pretty high on him, I would imagine, as well. I mean, he's and, – and kudos to him. He's been, if not the best, one of the best running backs in the league for the better part of the last five years. I mean, he's been a, he's been a workhorse super stud. Uh, but that that's a catastrophic injury trying to come off of something like that. Bad, and at this man. point in your career, I don't know what type of dollars he would command. I don't know either. And the final uh, running back note here in NFL News of the Day, Jim Harbaugh has come out and said he would love to have Austin Eckler back for 2024. Eckler, of course, had a lot of frustration with the Chargers and his contract ended up playing. We know that Harbaugh wants to be a run-first type of guy. We'll see if Eckler wants to go back to the Chargers and join that scheme. Had success with Blake Horm, who's also a smaller back there at Michigan. Yeah, that's what I would go. Blake Horm's probably going to be his guy. Going to be a Charger? Yeah. I could see that, and that's your NFL News of the Day. 860, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are the same as Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Prove me wrong. I've, I've tried, but at this point, uh, you're 100% right. Yep. Uh, we've seen that Dak doesn't show up when it matters Both have either. had great regular seasons and failed in the postseason. Dak's better, but not much. Would you say that? I would. I think that's fair. Okay. Brian? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, the truckrake.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. If you would like to leave your name, you know, we'll give you credit for that. That's a good question. Good topic there. Like like debating that. Okay. What's the state of the Rangers rotation? I want to call BS on something that uh, might surprise you. And I do have some interesting Cowboys content coming up on the other side as well here in the nation. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Do the Cowboys have a social media issue to address? I want to get your thoughts on this story here in the morning news segments brought to you by Window Nation. 
Call 866-90-NATION. Go to windownation.com. And it's also brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels. 214-817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Yeah, we're going to get some Rangers in here. Um, and a rim session, I believe, coming up at 340. That's that right? true, man. That's yeah. true. Introductory press conference, Zimmer reiterated his belief that great players want to be coached. Okay, this is a Calvin Watkins in the morning news, but you know that uh, he starts talking about how um, the social media things that have happened on this team, um, you know, create a, a, an issue or a problem for the team at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Now, my first thought was, why was this really a problem? Is this something Mike Zimmer or anybody needs to have a role in eliminating? And Calvin did a great job detailing the timeline here on everything that has been said. How, how do you approach this here in, in 2024? I know in the early days of social media, they would have just said, you know, nobody's doing social media and tell your uh, family members to get off social media too because you're on this team now and we have rules. Well, the rules of social media and, and the world have changed now in such a profound way. Kids, if you told them you can't do social media, would be like, <laughs> good one. What? You know, it's, it's part of my, my who I am as a person. I literally tried to tell that to my one-year-old yesterday and she lost her mind. <laughs> she... <laughs> Yeah, oh, that is yeah. terrifying. You feel the the coach's pain these days. You you can't just rip their Twitter and Facebook and MySpace. Here's a question: you. When yeah. did uh, when does Abby have a cell phone? Yeah. Okay. So, how what age was it where it was like okay, we're going to do the cell phone deal? Well, you know, from a very even earlier age, most of them get access to a tablet for watching Netflix and you know whatever uh, other kind of videos, Disney stuff that they want to watch. So, you know, from from that, and you don't want them having yours. So mm-hmm. most families. I would say, right or wrong, get their kids some sort of device or there's a device dedicated to the kid. You know, maybe an Amazon Fire, uh, what do they call that, that tablet, the Amazon tablet? Yeah. Maybe 90 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that by the time they're four or five years old. And they they're, they get incredibly good at working them. Yeah, I bet. They'll, they'll find the pictures. They'll call Nana. Damn it. They know what app has chip and potato and what app has, you know, diff- different kind of stuff. It's they're pretty sophisticated. The adaptation's been insane, dude, because be, that's Dawson's experience. He's got a 12-year-old. My, nice. They're actually, these days, and you'll see this, they're coming out of the womb with the damn smartphone. <laughs> they're at they're, 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 standard. They're, a couple yeah, months bro. away, and I'm starting to get terrified. It's like, once you have the phone, I feel like game's over. The whole world is at your fingertips. I can't protect you. Yeah. And it's hard to tell them no when parents are constantly on the phone because you know how badass it is. It's like, what do I want to learn about? What do I want to be entertained by? It's right here, and the kid's watching you. So, it's, I mean, there, there's two things going on. Number one, they're mimicking everything you do. And number two, the phone's badass. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like a TV that you can take with you and call Nana. I mean, Who would want one of those? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of parents, though, struggle with it. And there's a there's a wide variety of boundaries that you will find amongst the parenting circles that you get in once you once you start crossing those. Uh, well, Chuck, when's, when's yours due? April 17th. Wow. close, man. My goodness, time is flying. It is. We've yeah. already been seven months into this? We're literally two months away. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. dude. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, um... The number of social media posts and podcast appearances must be addressed this offseason is the opinion Calvin Watkins leads with in the morning news. Lamb's mama uh, said Dak isn't it on Facebook. She later added the Cowboys need to get rid of Prescott and he doesn't uh, he, he, he doesn't want to win a ring. Lamb had to join Parsons podcast clearing things up this week. I know what my mom said. I've been uh, talking to my mom about, uh, I have not been talking to my mom about any of this. I don't talk to my mom about my sports or my personal problems. She's just being a mom. 
she knows her son comes home mad. Uh, Lamb added that he loves Prescott, and uh, and he knows that. He said Lamb has supported the quarterback throughout his time in Dallas. Football relationships can be turbulent at times because of the intensity of the sport, yet the bond between the player never wavers. And this is the case with Lamb and Prescott, writes Calvin Watkins. That can definitely lead us to a Super Bowl, Lamb said. Parsons' brother, Terrence Parsons Jr., voiced frustration at fans on X. The greatest crimes of this man is being done by his own organization. Y'all going to miss him when he's gone, said Terrence Parsons. Parsons responded on X, as you know, if, uh, if I have uh, something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team. My brother's on my team in the city of Dallas, and I'm more committed to ever. Uh, Terrence later added that he wasn't trying to disrespect anybody in the Cowboys organization. And, of course, Tad, Tad Prescott, uh, Dak's brother, has battled fans on, on X, and uh, he said, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. Yeah. I, I, too, want him out of Dallas. And he reiterated he wants Prescott to win a title in Dallas, but his frustration is directed towards the fans who question the commitment to winning. So, you know, for me, if I'm the team, I'm looking at this and saying this is just what comes along with being a football organization. I'm not dreaming, but I'm up for ideas. You know, if somebody says, hey, actually this is. Now, I, I might put some of those Twitter posts up on, like the first day of camp. I might just put them all up for everybody to see and be like, hey, you feel that awkwardness? Just tell your, tell your family about the awkwardness of what happens, yeah. okay? Because it's real. And we've had to go on podcasts and explain things, and now the media is all ready to ask you a bunch of questions about this. So just let the family members know we're all human. We all have our social media accounts. But when you do that, it makes millions of people talk and not in a good way about what must be going on in, in your family. And then it makes it awkward around here where who knows, maybe f- actual finger-pointing will result of where that spark starts months earlier on social media so how do you guys look at it you know i was gonna say i don't know that there's much you can do but i, I kind of like that idea there's yeah. a hey welcome back boys uh hope you guys had an awesome off season let's take a look at this projector here whose mom is this hmm. whose brother is this this doesn't feel good for anybody okay so as much as you can do to try and put a restraint on that please do it because it's not good for you or anybody else let's go win some football games yeah yeah you know they're fans they're, they're, they're fans, and we see fans on social media can put people in a bad mood. Sure. I mean, sometimes you guys are battling fans before you even leave the locker room. Absolutely. And the, But these fans have an added layer of credibility because everybody's wondering, man, did, did the player tell mom that? Right. Is player yeah. on the phone with mom? You, you Not every truth. player has a relationship and trust with you. Right. You know, there's 70 of us in this in this room. If so. it comes from a family member, it just it legitimizes it in a yeah. sense because it, it, this came from somewhere is the initial feel and reaction. I think the thing that's interesting is that Dak Prescott has never, ever come out and said anything about Tad and what he said. Hmm. You know, he, I mean, and, and Tad has been the one that's been the in the forefront of doing these things. Now, we, this is the first time we're starting to hear moms and stuff, but he's he's been very, very vocal about things with Dak. And I've never seen Dak correct him at all. Yeah. I've never seen Dak come out and say, you know, now maybe it's something he handles in private. But evidently he doesn't because it continues on, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, I think you all are wishing for something that, you know, I, I, you know, talking about putting it out there and let family members are not going to change. It's just what Lucius was talking about: people gossiping and talking about it. There's always going to be that angle that people have, you know, like, well, hey, my 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 yeah. kid's not playing well because it's always going to be somebody else's fault. You yeah, know? and and you know, but, but you're not getting any of these players. CeeDee Lamb didn't come out. I mean, he had to address it on a podcast. Yeah. When it came out, he didn't come out and say, hey, listen, 
my apologies. My mom, she means well. She, you know, we, we don't see these things. Now, Micah did. Yeah. Like, Micah addressed it immediately with his brother, but you're yeah. right. Yeah, it's very yeah. rare that, and, and like I said, Tad has been the one that is, if Dak is telling him anything, Tad sure isn't listening. You know, he continues on and on and on and on about these things. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that you will really end up getting through to him, uh, but I think it's worth it to maybe try and address it, see if you can mitigate it a little bit. I don't know that you want to go super on the offense with it uh, because there's a part of me that's like, hey, if I'm coach, I'm going, I talk to my wife all the time. You think yeah. you, you want you want our pillow talk coming out here? Yeah. Because then, Dak, you're going to – my wife, you're going to see just how bad you sucked in that game, Dak. Yeah. My wife's going to start tweeting about just how, how crappy you looked yeah. for four quarters. You yeah. want to see that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you do. But I got I got a wife and kids, and they could easily get on Twitter and talk about how crappy all of you are all the time. But it doesn't happen. Yeah, I got it figured out. I got to control my house. Control yours. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think you know. I don't. I don't think I would want to make it a, a huge deal. Like I, you know, I think. Um, yeah, we, that was a what not to do thing. Yeah, there. that was a what not to do. That was yeah. good inter- entertainment, <laughs> though. It was fiery passion. But I think that could be, you know, the result if it gets bad. You know, maybe if one uh, family feels offended by what another family said, the next thing you know, they're t- they're taking it yeah. into social media and they're having arguments and you feel like you have to address it at work. So I definitely want to minimize it as much as possible and almost chuckle about it as I'm you know, demonstrating that, you know, kind of may, maybe make things awkward around here. And I'll tell you what, in real life, I think you already see in the media finger pointing going on as guys are trying to establish, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the one to look guys in the eyes and say, it's got to be better. There's like, there's a, a lot of, I, I think, uh, pretty explosive tinder sitting in this uh, locker room as you get out there. And that's what expectations and failure will do to you. Is is create you know these kind of moments where somebody's like, well, dang it, we're not going to go through it like that again. So if you have four or five guys that coming in here thinking, I'm going to speak my mind this time if I see things that aren't right, and you got a uh, you know a bunch of different personalities in there, this thing could get very very interesting. I I feel like it's already a little bit fragile coming off such a bad loss like that. Okay, I don't feel like the Rangers pitching staff is fragile. Looking at some of these uh, seasonal previews, uh, guys. I think people are making way too big a statements out of, you know, what Chris Young said yesterday saying we're not going to probably get money. We're probably not going to go spend any more money. I mean, but you have Evaldi, Gray, Heaney, Dunning, and then Bradford. I mean, that might be enough to go win the World Series based on how last October and early November went. This is a decent rotation, along with the improvements of the bullpen, along with the offense, and now, you know, health and Evan Carter, I, I just... I don't know. I, I I think sure you do have the truth that Scherzer and Degrom are hurt, and so is the new guy, right? Tyler Malley. Yeah. But but having an objective evaluation of what is still there, it's actually an embarrassment of riches. Your top four is still uh, pretty solid. I mean, when you've got Nathan Avaldi, who was a Cy Young contender, John Gray, who I think we all believe has quality stuff, was very good for you in the World Series when he had to come in. Andrew Heaney also had a very good start in the World Series as well, and then Dane Dunning was your MVP last year, being able to fill in and spot things. So it, it, it'll be Cody Bradford, how well can he do? But the question will be if indeed you have somebody go on a 14-day IL stint 
you know, then what happens? Who's able to fill that void? Is it Owen White? Is it some of your young guys being able to step up? But they certainly are, are not in a dieter position when you look at their starting rotation. Do you have somebody, though, that can handle a Jordan Alvarez? I mean, I don't think anybody in the postseason was better versus Jordan Alvarez and the Astros than Jordan Montgomery. That's a big loss. You're going to have to find out, you know, when, when you're playing in those series that ultimately are probably going to matter when you look at the end of the season at the standings for the AL West, which one of these guys was able to kind of find a way yeah. to navigate those lineups, which are tougher. But I hear you. I, I don't think it's a reason to be like, oh, the Rangers are going to stink this year. I still think your starting four is pretty damn good. All I know is, though, with Jordan Montgomery, you won a World Series. I'm trying to go do something, maybe with a one-year deal. You know, maybe it's like, listen, hey, I love it. you're familiar with us. We're familiar with you. You know, Mike Maddox, we can, you know, we can run this thing back. Maybe, maybe give it another go next year. You know, maybe something will develop for you. Does the lifetime barbecue contract with Hurtado still hold up, even absolutely. if it's just a one-year no, deal? No, absolutely it does. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Mm. He's the one thing that I know. He's the one. I hand him the ball in a big game situation. Money. Yeah, Evaldi. Evaldi's going to pitch like a Cy well, Young in the yeah, first three Evaldi, months. And, and, and I, I totally agree with you. No one gets but, out of a jam better than Evaldi. But, but just give me another option, too. And, I, and the names you all threw out there were great. But I've seen this guy pitch in big games. I've seen him win World Series games. I've seen him win playoff games. Give me, give me that guy. Give me the guy that's, you know, that 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 has a less than three ERA out there every time he goes out there. I'd pitches. love it, but they're going to need to see it from from the other guys because they might not be in a position. But where see, they that's can what I'm saying. That. I if I I know I have my lineup back. I know why why can't I bring my pitching back? That's what I want to know. Thanks, Bally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that TV thing is is insane. That's why. You know, the owner could just step up and pay, but I also think at the same time, you don't want to overpay for Monty. The, the 817 well, says Cy Young wants him. He's just playing hardball and trying to lower the cost because he's just he hasn't been that legendary. He was nails for you over a three-week period, but that's not sustainable. And I thought we learned I, that, that lesson with the Eagles this year, Brian. Well, no, what's sustainable is the fact that they we had a parade out there, and he was a big part of that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take you it. You just want to get drunk again. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. Who the hell doesn't? The quickest, the quickest wow. I, I am waiting path for, to the broadest championship. Wait till the stars have their parade. That'll be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be out there. <laughs> it's going to be a great time, man. But I'm Taking just. Taking care of business tonight. I, I just, believe in Nashville. To, to me, to me, I'm, I'm looking at this like, if I can run this thing back. Yeah. I mean, sustainable. I mean, I don't have to give him a five, six year deal. But if nobody's talking to him right now, let's go one. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Those are good takes, and I certainly would love it. I'd, I'd be celebrating it with you if they do bring yeah. back Monty. Yeah, it's amazing. time now, buddy, for a little rim sesh, uh, Chief. A lot of hoop stuff going on. Yes, lots. Mavs continue their dominance. we got some great stats of the day and a little basketball or butt crack for you next year in the nation. 214, we need Monty back, Gavin. You're just talking out of your butt again. Well, that might be the case, uh, but I trust CY above you, 214, so I think I... Just dunked all over you with my reply. Here's Chief with a rim session. I appreciate responding to me that way. <laughs> yeah. Kind of Boys, up over here. shut up, B. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. And despite Broadus being under the weather, the yeah. G-Bag Nation is going to go all 56 inches around the rim. It's always a special occasion when a great basketball mind like Tim Legler says that the Mavs look scary and they look like a team that nobody in the Western Conference should even think about wanting to play in a seven-game series. Yeah. I mean that. Wow. End quote. Legs. From legs. With this. Hey, when you get the leg stamp of approval 
I think history says it's a good place to be. Is there any more tanned individual all year long than him on TV? Oh, that's a good question. That, do you think that's makeup or do you think that's a fake bake? Or maybe a spray-on situation? I think he's a spray-on dude. Okay. He does seem spray-on. He yeah. seems a lot of makeup and a lot of spray-on, both. Oh, you think he's doubling down? I think he's doubling down. That's what Sandler was alluding to that uh, with him going to be doing a little TV stuff for Bally. I think he said he was going to try and do some spray tan and makeup. Maybe he's taking a page out of Legs' well, book it's here. it's a little bit, it's, it's okay when you're rolling in the summertime months. But, like, if you're, like, in the dead of winter and you look like, you know, yeah, you're. but when you got it like Legs, dude, you're, you're spending your winter time in the sun. It's, it's always spring or summer for a guy like Legs. He seems very much like a cosmetics guy, like, doing stuff to the face. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, like, well, I mean, like he's getting, he's getting treatment. I think. Oh, okay. well, my dude's got a basketball brain. And so when he, when he's putting the, the stamp of approval on our Dallas Mavericks, I think we all need to be perked up and, and listen in here and take, take confidence. Yeah. Because I mean, we've, we've shown great confidence since the deadline and, and every day thereafter that we get to watch this team play, like, oh my gosh, just a new look squad. You got the health back and, and we're singing their praises. But when you get it from a guy who's got no skins in the game here, like legs, I think it's like, okay, we can really feel good about this. There's some respect. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. He's a student of the game. He knows what the hell he's talking about. Hell yeah, he does. I was impressed with Wemby last night. Oh, Wemby started off that game. I mean, he was overall just good. but No, but he started much better he than he closed. started off like, holy crap, this dude might single-handedly win them the game. I, I, I was, yes. I, I was continuously just blown away by, because uh, you don't get, I don't get to watch him that much. You just you read some of the stat lines. You see the you see the highlights, and they're impressive. We've never seen anybody do like what he does no. with the ball. So you kind of got to believe it to see it. It's yes, crazy dude. how big he is, how he, well he moves. The size stands out. Like he he, does. He, he looks clearly so much bigger than everyone. It's like he's got Luca backed up in the post, and you know how big Luca is. Luca looks tiny. Looks like a point guard. He's just pulling up and and shooting threes left and right. It's insane. Yeah, everything about so he's him. He's a creative player. You know. Yeah, he is. You know, oh, there's no way somebody could be this big and skilled. <laughs> Look at me. I didn't know though when we traded for PJ Washington that we were we were trading for the Wemby stopper. Yeah. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, that's what it looked like. Damn right. We got our hands on the Wemby stopper, boys. That's going to be good for the future. Got uh, those arms, man. He's only six seven, but he just seems like he's six eleven when he's out there. It's like a three hundred pounder below the waist too. So is he? Uh, Wembenyama huh. reached a thousand. Do that in there. The real you? Serge Ibaka. Yeah. I don't know. I'll check my notes. That might have been. That I might have crossed sports over you, there. You did cross sports there. Uh, Wemby reached a thousand career points last night. He did it already. He did it in the fourth fewest minutes needed to reach a thousand career points in NBA history. Dear God, you want to know the top three? LeBron, Jordan. I don't know. You guys, you guys, figure it out and let me know. Kareem, because I don't have it in front. Elgin of me. Baylor. Oh, you don't have it. I don't have it. Gosh, you're uh, pulling just, a broad uh, I just wanted to see. If you guys wanted to know, I was just letting you know that Indeed, you could figure it out. Yeah. Uh, unprepared again. No, I was not Imagine unprepared. Uh, we have a basketball or butt crack. You guys ready for this? Not uh, really, because you probably didn't prepare well, for now this. Now I'm going butt crack for sure. Yeah. Or ball sack. When it's football, it's ball sack. When it's basketball, it's butt crack. I don't know how many times we have to go over this. I don't know the rules, and I never will. Mike Conley believes Rudy Gobert's impact matches that of superstars such as LeBron James and Steph Curry. Quote, I think he's not treated like a superstar because he doesn't do the superstar things offensively that LeBron and Steph do, but he has the same impact on a game. People game plan for him like they game plan for those guys. I would agree with that. 
you know, and as he learns to weaponize his talents even more, he will be the most game planned for player ever. You you just you got a major problem on your hands at that height with that three point shooting. I don't think there's an answer. I think it's true. Yeah, no butt cracking here. Do you know who we're talking about? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hear what the hell you said because I'm trying to look up what you didn't have. I don't think anybody knows who I'm talking about. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Victor Wembanyama? (laughs) (laughs) I know Dawson thinks I'm talking about Victor Wembanyama. I thought so, too. Broadus has no idea who I'm talking about. Neither does Walchuk. Walchuk's still caught up in the game that I was playing earlier where I was just setting you up for failure. I was looking up. You don't actually have to Google who the top three guys are. I was looking up Tim Legler's worst takes is what I was looking up. Oh why? I was seeing if That's he. That's not going to help us. I was seeing if oh, he has bad gosh. takes in general. You're talking about Wimby. I think you are. I'm talking about Rudy Gobert. Oh, polls. of Damn. course it's Rudy Gobert. Why didn't you say so? Uh, so what was the take about Rudy Gobert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just understand. Why didn't you say his name first? I did, dude. Yeah, I don't think you did. Okay, I, don't, don't. We're not taking your word for anything here. You weren't paying attention. It's fine. I appreciate I was, you coming clean with it. You admitted it. I admitted. You know? I was looking up Tim Legler's ten worst takes. When I when I hear Rudy, I think Wimby still. I just I okay. I can't keep yeah, my I French mean, basketball I hear Rudy players Wimby, separate. Like it's just so familiar. <laughs> Both uh, Frenchmen, right? There you go. Yeah, there I was it, listening. I've yeah, got I've yeah. got the damn answer now. He is a tough matchup, sure, but he's a joke. Took me a while. He's a joke once it. you get to the playoffs. The synopsis is Mike Conley has Gobert being on the same level as Steph and LeBron. Uh, okay. It should be a butt cracking, but it is a real quote, it so it's real, basketball. You really basketball. quoted it? I said that it was a real quote. Do you want to know the answer to your question? Sure. You want to re-ask the question? I don't even know what you asked. Wemby uh, is now, he has, he has reached 1,000 career points. He did it in the fourth fewest minutes. Okay. Who are the top three? LeBron is obviously going to be in there. No, he's not. Baylor. I said it again. Kareem. Now this is in games, not minutes. Oh, and he did it in the fifth fastest minutes. If if you guys had to guess, it's Zion, Luca, Embiid, and Blake Griffin. Okay, Blake Griffin is is the one that's actually surprising there a little bit though. Yeah, it's guys that probably stayed in college for a while. Yeah, got ready to rock. I thought that was interesting. Nobody cares about the possessions. Uh, how many? If you guys had to guess, how many broken rims? Ten. Shaq accumulated throughout his career. 26. I said 10. You said 10. I said 10. You are extremely wrong. Walchuk, I don't think anybody's going to beat what Walchuk just did there. I'd Uh, say maybe four or five. Three. 27. Oh, damn. According to Shaquille O'Neal. I know my Shaq factoids. Yeah, that was good, dude, because he he gets his jersey retired in Orlando, and so he he joins the broadcast on TNT with with Harlan and Van Gundy, and Harlan asks him the question, and they have like a highlight reel throughout his NBA career, but he was breaking them in high school, you know, college. They were never never able to figure out how to perfectly build a rim that Shaq is going to be dunking on. The text is great. See, I would have thought that he would have stopped doing it once he realized the amount of pressure pulling down on that that would break it, you know. But maybe that contributes to your your legend, you know. I think so. I think yeah. that is a because you don't need to pull the thing out to effectively score. You're right. you're doing this for show, oh. right, Shaq? Oh no, go ahead. I didn't hear what you said. Bro. Okay, so the topic is Shaq. I heard one sentence and I was like, "Damn, what's going on hey, in there?" It's all right. Join the party <laughs> if nobody listening. <laughs> 
God. I heard him say Rudy. I knew he was talking about Rudy. Brian said something about pulling out and not have to score or something like that. I was like, what the hell? And how many how many rims have you uh have you broke? I was very confused why Gavin started talking about his three point shooting. I knew nobody was listening. Now what are you saying though, Dawson? Seriously, though, really. Okay, so Shaq breaking the backboards. Yeah. After about two or three, I would have figured he'd learn the amount of pressure that it takes to break him and would stop. Yeah. So if you're on 27, which I think was his career tally, you're doing that for show, aren't yeah, you? He's, yeah, he's... Like, you know what the fans want. Yeah, he's putting too much yeah, on it. Break that thing. Take it goes, doom, doom, doom. It breaks down in levels. Yeah. The NBA goals do. Yeah. The they, others would just shatter. Yeah, yeah. They kind of shack-proofed it by the time you get yeah. to the NBA with those hydraulics and, the you know, once you hit a certain amount of pressure. The shattering was badass, down. though. The yeah. shattering was cool, but then oh, he had it some... it went crazy when it was LSU? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it went viral before viral. It was epic. It's really cool. And I think the athletic director is probably happily writing the check for a new backboard. Like, that was great on SportsCenter tonight. There yes. you go. Three grand. We'll see you in the morning. Uh, yeah, three grand for great marketing here. The yeah. SportsCenter top play. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Plenty of more uh, rimming to be had. Maybe we'll, we'll fit it into the hodgepodge. Right on, dude. Right on. Looking forward to that. Rimming in the hodgepodge. That's what you said, right? Yes, sir. Sorry, yes. I tuned out there <laughs> yeah. for a few seconds. No, no, I want to hear more about Rudy Gobert's three-point prowess. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That's great. I want to hear more about you can pull it out, but you don't have to score with it. <laughs> wild. John Owning, Pro Football Focus. Pregnancy, We're talking Cowboys. What do the analytics in that world say about Mike Zimmer and other Cowboys offseason storylines? It's coming up next right here. G-Back Nation and the fam. 